Yo, 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 everybody, welcome. Welcome to the first ever Where Do I Go From Here podcast. I am the founder and your host, Amari McGee. Um, but if you see me in the streets, I honestly prefer to be called Amari, but it's really up to you guys. Um, today, uh, our first ever podcast is going to be about um, a little bit more about me, of course, Uh I guess I know that you guys probably would like to learn a little bit more about me, a little bit more about my background and my history. Um, Why, where do I go from here started um, and the future of the organization itself. Um, I don't know how to kind of kick this off, guys. I never really did a podcast before. um, And I don't listen to podcasts very often. So I'm pretty sure I'm I'm more than likely going to be doing this wrong for the first time. But I hope that you guys um, love the idea and... I uh, love this story that I'm going to tell you guys about kind of my life and the inspiration of this organization and why I got started. Um, before I do that, though, um, for those who do not know where do I go from here and what it is, um, where do I go from here is a nonprofit organization that I founded back in December of 2018. Um, it was doing one of like the roughest paths of my life. I feel like I've ever embraced um I'm only 21, though, so I'm pretty sure that I might hit other marks in my life where um, maybe like a midlife crisis type of thing when I turn like, I don't know, 30 or something. But to me, I felt like um, my crisis kind of started early and it was definitely a mental thing, definitely a physical thing um, that I couldn't bear to take on um, that I thought I could, honestly. Um so where do I go from here is basically a LGBTQ center nonprofit organization. Um, basically, our mission is to help those who are struggling with their sexual orientation, gender identity, and or their mental health um, and give them the guidance, um, the mentorship, the ability to be strong and to continue to find and explore themselves, take on that journey head on and continue to try to do great things that will make them happy in the future um because that's kind of the idea I have for myself um a little bit more about me though uh before I go deep deep into um the history of that mission statement um I'm a college student here in Georgia um my sexual orientation would consider being a lesbian Uh, my gender identity is genderqueer non-binary um a lot of times people ask me what pronouns do I prefer to go by. Um, honestly, pronouns for me really don't matter. Um, so you can, I get called she, him probably every day because nobody can really tell um, whether I'm a girl or a boy usually until I start talking. Um, so if you ever wanted to use any pronouns for me, I really do not prefer any. You can call me whatever you want. I will not get offended. I will not throw a hissy fit or anything like that. I will answer to anything you guys call me. Um, I don't know. What else should I tell you guys? Um, really, my journey has been about trying to help others. So I'm I'm definitely a type of person who cares and looks to influence and mentor and help those who don't have the same advantages as me, um, the same privileges as me. Um, my mom raised me very well, and my dad too, and my family. I, honestly in general raised me to the greatest of their abilities and I love every single one of them for it 
Um, so I never really grew up with a terrible childhood. Um, I've always had a loving family, so they supported me through every single thing that I possibly did when it comes to the 30 million sports I probably played to school to anything else that I wanted to probably do in my life. They definitely supported me 100%. So um, I never grew up where, you know, a lot of people would say I had a very conservative family who, of course, they wouldn't accept um, me being part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so for me, um, my family always taught me to kind of be free and be open, but I don't think that I took it into consideration until I was able to truly figure out myself. Um, I was a very open kid, but not super open. So I would, you know, go out, do my thing, um, be in the streets with my friends. Um, I grew up in semi-terrible neighborhoods as a kid. And then um, once I moved to Cleveland, that's when it kind of got a little bit better, um, put myself in a better environment around better people. Um, so, you know, I, I never did anything where it was like I was in a terrible situation at any point. Um, so during that phase of, you know, that childhood phase where it's like 3 to 11, they claim in like um, LGBTQ books, they say like, how was your childhood? And my childhood was very exploring or explorative, I would guess. I think that's probably the word, explorative-ish. I don't know. You get, you guys get what I'm saying. Um, I definitely explored a lot as a kid. Um, not anything uh, sexually, not anything out of the ordinary, just more like let's go down the street and let's see what's going on here, playing in the dirt, playing in the grass, um, just normal kid stuff, you know. Um, but um, when I hit the teenage years, um, that's kind of where I kind of got more of a feel of what I thought I wanted. And during that process of what I thought I wanted was the complete opposite. Um, I always grew up kind of, I grew up as a tomboy a lot, honestly, um, just because of how I dressed a little bit and um, the athleticism that I had um, throughout my life. So um, I always had the mindset of kind of like a dude, but then at the same time a girl because I kind of gave myself the impression that I'm supposed to be a woman, not too much of a dude. So when I was a teenager, um, a lot of that took in the place where it was like a 50-50 because, you know, it's like they say you're a woman, you should act more like a lady type of situation. So um, I tried. Um, once I turned 16, 17, is when I knew that I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I felt like I knew I was gay when I was probably about whatever middle school years. It's probably like between 12, 13 maybe. But I never acted on it because um, I always told myself, my family never really told me, but I always told myself, like, I'm not supposed to be with women. So there's no point to act upon it. You know, I always seen women in the, like girls in the hallway and stuff. And I was like, oh, she's pretty. Like, I remember I talked to her and, you know, talked to these guys that I was with at the time and stuff. And I, I just never acted on it because I was never, you never seen it. Like, I never grew up really um, in, like, a gay environment where I seen a lot of gay things and a lot of gay people. And so it was kind of like I never got to see it until I was, until actually when I probably came out. That's when, like, the gay universe kind of, like, smacked me dead in the face. And, um... My mom didn't know that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess she thought that 
Um, I probably would have seen it more, but I honestly did not see it. I kind of just, like, canceled it out because I never really watched a lot of TV because um, I was always in sports. So, you know, I never really seen it as much as people thought I did, I guess. Um, so during that teenage years, is that 16, 17 mark, I remember that I hit a, a, a milestone in my life where I knew that Guys are not for me no more. Um, don't get me wrong, of course, like all girls will at least have some point in their life boyfriends, and I had a lot of them. Um, a lot of people, you know, thought I was cute, so I, I never thought, like, you know, it was a bad thing that I dated guys in my past. You always have to live and learn, and uh, I definitely felt like I learned from all the dudes that I've dated. Um, none of them were terrible people. Um, some of us are kind of even still friends to this day, so it's not a situation where it's like when once I'm a lesbian, don't talk to me ever again. I'm not the type of person. Um I'm a loving person, I'm a caring person. So if you want to check up on me, I can check up on you. That's just how I am in general. Um so after that when I was eighteen is when I decided to come out to my mom. Um and she wasn't the first to know though. Um the first person to know is actually my uncle my dad's youngest brother, he was actually the first one to know when I was probably 16, 17. And I remember him telling me and his wife that, um, you know, that they would love me unconditionally. And um, if I need to take the time to let my mom and my dad know that I should wait until I know it's the right time to tell them. And during them, during that time of talking to him, I don't know, like, it it hit hard because in my eyes, I thought that I wouldn't have been accepted and that I would have lost everything. But having my Uncle Owen's support during the entire um, beginning of the stages that I had, it makes me emotional every single day because... At least I know I could always go to him if I needed him. Um, so during that process, um, I think it was like a year and a half or two later, I told my mom. And my mom, of course, supported me 100%. Um, she told me that, you know, it was okay and that she loved me and, you know, um, everything was going to be all right. You know, the crazy thing, though, about this story when I told my mom is that I remember the day exactly. Um, it was Thanksgiving. We was in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, um, because that's where like my great grandmother's house is. So every Thanksgiving we go down there as a family, and we just basically have a, a good time. It's like basically like no cable, um, in the middle of nowhere, no grocery stores, no nothing for like miles away. So I remember we was going to pick up a family friend. Um, and it was me, my mom, and my cousin. And I was like, you know, I told my cousin first, too, before I told my mom. I was like, you know, I, I'm dating this girl, and, like, my mom doesn't know, so I don't know when the right time to tell her. I want to wait to tell her until, like, maybe Christmas or, you know, I don't know, another holiday or something. Um, but, like, my mom, we never really talked about, you know, um, anything related to, like, um, the gay community and stuff, so I never really knew her opinion on it, whether she agreed with it or she didn't. Um, so 
I remember I was like, I don't know how she's going to react. I don't want to tell her, and we're down here, and she freaks out, and she don't talk to me for the whole trip, because usually we stay there for about a couple of days um, to, like, a week. So if I told her early, you know, it's, that's, like, what, four or five, maybe six days where I have to sit here and get, like, terrible treatment or something. Um, and she was just like, I feel like you should tell her now. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to tell her now because I honestly don't know how she's going to react. And I don't want her to freak out and throw a fit. Um, so I remember she's like, okay, uh, let's do this. So we went. It was us three in the car. And we was just going down the street. It's not really far. Um, and I remember before my mom got in the car, she was like, you're going to tell her right now. And I was like, no, I can't tell her. I can't tell her, like. What if she start freaking out? We should wear this car into the, the Duchess in the middle of nowhere. Like, I can't do this. This is panicking. So I was driving. So um, I can only have so much control. So once we went to the house and we talked to the people, um, our family and stuff like that, um, we came back. And on the way back, um, my cousin, she was in the backseat. She was just like, Angie, Amari has to tell you something. And I remember my mom, she was like, well, you need to tell me. And it took so long to tell her. And I was just like, um, Mom, I'm dating a girl. And the weird thing, the crazy thing, is that my mom guessed the girl, like, automatically. And I was just like, how do you? How did you know? And she was just like, I kind of figured, you know, um, in the situation, like, you brought her around a lot. So I kind of understood and kind of got the point. So I was just like, uh, yeah, you know, sure, yeah. So then I remember she was just like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Um, I love you uh, no matter what, 100%. So I don't want you to feel as if, you know, I'm going to disown you or not love you for basically loving who you want. So um, that's my coming out story when I tell my mom. Of course, when I tell my dad, it's definitely a different story. But at the same time, um, the first interaction didn't go good. But then the second time, we, we talked it out and... He ended up accepting me um, after a couple of months, probably. Um, and so to this day, my dad still loves me. My mom still loves me. And I told my basically my entire family, and everybody accepts it. Um, I think a lot of people kind of figured it out when I came to Thanksgiving last year. And I dressed it looked basically like a dude. So I think that, you know, once we got past that hump, <laughs> everybody was, you know, on board. So, um that's the plus side of basically my whole experience of going through the whole um, coming out story and um, letting my family know about my sexual orientation and stuff like that um, to get more in depth about basically why, where do I go from here started is a different story. Um, back in 2016, um, that's when I told my mom um, that I was gay. She... It, was, it wasn't a difficult situation, honestly. Um, I think what made 2016 hard for me was the fact that I had to let basically most of my closest family members know. And we're not really a huge family when it comes to religion. Um, the only person that kind of, I feel like, takes it very seriously is like my grandmother and my mom's side. Um, but everybody else, like my uncles and all of them, don't. we don't really take it to heart we know we, we we believe in God you know we say some prayers here and there but it's not like we go to church every day so um it's hard when like you know your family they might not be religious 
Um, so you can't really understand or really know what their outcome might be. Um, you don't know exactly how they might react or what they think upon it because we just never really talked about it, honestly. So um, I felt like that was like my stress level one um, was back in 2016. Um, so then the path to December 2018 um was easy at first, and then as time began to keep going, it got worse and it got harder. Um, I say this because I feel like during this time, I was going through um, my development from 18 to 21. Um, it was me kind of figuring out my gender identity and what I truly felt inside, and that's a totally different feeling that I thought that I honestly would never feel. I honestly thought that I would have never thought about it um, ever in my life, honestly. And between those two years, I felt was extremely, extremely difficult. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to explain what I want to say to you guys so that you guys kind of get the point. Um, let's see. It was 2017, I remember this, and when I was deciding to figure out more about who I really wanted to be. Um, honestly, um, I don't mind being a woman, but I have issues with being a woman at the same time. Um, I have a lot of um, parts and pieces that I don't feel make me and I don't feel comfortable with and that I honestly truly do not like. So whenever I explain myself that side sometimes I feel as if maybe I'm just overreacting or maybe it's just the insecurity um so once that started back in 2017 um at first it was just a small thought it wasn't nothing extremely big um until December of 2018 um ever since I think this whole thought started back in June of 2017 and literally every single day, I didn't feel like myself anymore. Um, the hard part of this all happening started in October 2018 when I decided, well, it's not really a decision, but when I went through my uh, depressive state, my depressive state was... Basically, me literally cutting everybody off. It was me enclosing myself in my room um, every single day, me just sleeping the day away and not really communicating with none of my friends. I remember a lot of people would ask me, you know, like, is everything okay? How are you feeling? And I remember not hitting anybody up because I thought about who I wanted to be and I thought about my body literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it was so draining because it was like, I want to make a change. But then I kept thinking to myself, if I make this change, will I like the change in the end? And having both of those thoughts of wanting to do it and then not wanting to do it because I might regret it is, it's extremely frustrating. And I just remembered that I feel like I wanted to end it all. Not technically in a suicidal way, but in a way of where it's like, 
where am I going to end up taking myself? Am I going to feel this way for the next however many years I, I live? Will I regret not doing it if I decide not to do it? And if I do um, end up doing it, will I regret it all my life? And it's it's just like a circus in your head where everybody's just free out of the cages and just running around. I can't nobody seem to tame any of the animals or anything like that. So it's like, it gets me emotional too because I want to make a change for myself, but I can't figure out what step to take in those changes, nor do I have the money to make the changes. Um, so it's, it goes deeper. And, um, of course, you know, it's hard to tell people that type of story because they're not you and they don't understand because they're going to say everybody has securities, you know, and I don't feel like that's what it is for me. I feel like it's definitely something that goes deeper, especially since growing up. That's kind of how I've been and how I felt all my life. Um, I feel like making that change wouldn't be a terrible idea and it would actually make me happier. Um, but I don't know. It's it's kind of a situation where you can't really tell until it happens. So um, going through that struggle of between 2016 to 2018, going through that struggle of my sexual orientation at first and then going through the struggle of my gender identity next and then both of those combining together that basically messed up my mental health as a whole for so long and so many months and so many times and hours and minutes that went past is the reason why I decided to start my nonprofit organization, which is why every single day I remember that although I couldn't figure out the title of what I wanted to name my nonprofit organization, I knew basically every day, like I would ask myself, where do I go from here and what's going to be the next step to make me happy? What's going to be the next step to make me feel comfortable? So that's basically how where do I go from here started is it wasn't really a traumatic experience because it wasn't something where it was you know um you know how like people get in accidents or anything like that that's more of like a traumatic experience for me um I don't know how what word I can use for it but um it was similar to like an experience where it basically will haunt me forever and but at the same time I wanted instead of it being something where it's a sad story or a story where you can't overcome it, I want it to be impactful for not only myself, but for others who go through the same situation as me because a lot of people who are transgender basically go through those stages of, you know, first figuring out your sexual um, orientation and then the next, figuring out your gender identity and then the next, transitioning. So I know there's a lot of people out here who might just go through one step. They might go through the second step or they might even go through the third step. So um, I know that how difficult it was for me to handle those things. So I want to help those who go through the same situation as me and might can't find a way to figure out how to handle it. Um, so that's how where do I go from here started. And um, so far, I've actually been able to talk to a couple of people who went through the same situation as me. Of course, it's still kind of small. Um. It's not super big yet, of course, but I hope it ends up being something that's huge because it's just hard to go through stages like that in your life with nobody kind of understanding it and not really knowing who to go to for it either um, because, you know, you can go to a therapist and, of course, they have those a lot here in, like, Atlanta and I know they definitely do in New York, of course, because it's, like, the staple 
So, but if you don't go through it, you won't understand it. So um, that's how basically the nonprofit organization started. Um, the future I have for it um, is I'm trying to get it as out there as possible. I just hope that whoever listens to this first podcast might be inspired or might feel for my pain because um, it, talking during this podcast made me emotional. And sometimes you may have, you may or may not have heard it in the tone of my voice, but it's still something that I still get emotional about every single day. Um, I just, I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just not easy. And I don't think that people fully understand that because they're not me. So, um, I'm sorry that I had to basically get emotional during this podcast, but talking about it just hurts again, kind of like it did at the beginning, so. But I don't want you guys to feel, you know, hurt for me because it's already sad enough that I do it for myself. So I just hope that people who go through the same situation as me can handle it better than I did. So um, my future is to touch people who've been through the same situation. Um, I want to help give medical guidance to those who need it. Um, give people the best resources possible. Um, it's a lot of um, LGBTQ authors and stuff that have a lot of like self-guidance um, books, um, handbooks on Amazon. That I highly suggest you guys check it out if you need to. Um, and what else I have for you guys? Oh, mentorships. Um, if you need anybody like me or once this organization gets huge, um, I'm definitely going to have like a mentorship program. Uh, to help kids or even adults, whoever, um, who are struggling during this process. Um, they'll have somebody they can always go to if they need to, to ask for help or to talk to. And right now, it's just me. Um, but I'm pretty sure once the platform gets out there, a lot of people will end up joining, so it'll be better. Um, I'm always willing to help somebody um, go through a process, go through this transition, go through this journey, and... I want to help them to better themselves and for their future to make themselves happy. You never know how long you might live, so I would suggest that you live happy now rather than later. Um, the future is here, too. Um, just take the time to help somebody that you know that might need it. Um, so I, I would highly encourage that you guys share um, the message um, and the mission statement of this organization. Share this podcast to those who might need it and um, I pray and pray that anybody that's out there that might be going through the same situation as with me, that you guys um, will get better mentally, that you guys will get better physically, um, and even emotionally, because I've been getting emotional during this whole podcast. So <laughs> I just pray that um, you guys make it and you guys get the help that you need um, 
to better yourselves, to better yourselves mentally, um, to better yourselves emotionally, and just keep pushing. Um, everything is a journey. Um, just life regardless is a journey. So enjoy it and change it if you need to, to make yourself happier in the future. Um, I just want to thank everybody that listened to this podcast um, that wanted to hear about the history, a little bit more about me, and a little bit more about the future of this organization. I please, 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 please encourage that you follow um, all of our social medias. Um, I will tag them um, in the bios of all these podcasts. Um, I do know for a fact I would rather prefer everybody follow the Facebook page, and that's at um, WDIGFH. Um, everything else will be tagged because they change. They're not all the same. Um, also, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Mari, M-A-R-I-I-I, World, W-R-L-D, um, as a whole is M-A-R-I-I-I-W-R-L-D um, on Instagram. Um, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I'm definitely a DJ right now, DJing a lot more than usual. Uh, I just came out of retirement, so um, you'll probably see me around DJing, hosting, um, apparently modeling now. So I, I, I'm definitely around a lot, and that you guys will definitely be seeing me in the streets, especially if you're in Atlanta. Um, please share this with anybody that you know that might be going through a situation like mine or just um, struggling with their sexual orientation, or struggling with their gender identity, or struggling even with their mental health or all of the above. Um, this, I hope this podcast will be a great resource for them at first. Um, and then I'm trying to, of course, improve the website so that you guys can get more out of it. Um, please follow our website. Well, not really follow it, but go on our website, um, WDIGF, oh, WDIGFH.org um, to see all the medical guidance, the history, the mission statement, um, and all that good stuff. I'll put that in the bio, too, because I definitely messed it up. But I'm going to say it one more time, WDIGFH.org to learn more about this organization and any future events that we might be hosting. Um, I'm trying to have um, support groups live, uh, Facebook support groups, Q&As. Um, a lot of that stuff will be part of our future plan to grow the organization and for you guys to meet me in person to learn more about the organization, a little bit more about me too. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who listen to this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this entire thing because I know it's probably pretty long and I'm sorry that if it is, but I wanted to give you guys everything that I could about this organization, everything about me so that you guys can go forward, move forward, and try to share it to anybody that you may know, all your friends, resource centers, anything like that. Um, thank you very much, you guys. And I can't wait to let you guys know about episode two that's coming soon. I don't know when, but I'm going to try to get it out by the end of this month of what's the month? September. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, have a good night, and God bless. Thank you.